Still baseball season. Still Commodore season. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, I'm Ken Marangolo. This is the Nat Shift. He's Kevin Ricca. Uh, I just all year long I've enjoyed these Commodores. They've gotten it right, brother. You know they've stayed consistent and uh, they've dominated my uh, 2018 baseball season. I re- the Nat Shift was a fun song for um, me and a couple of my college buddies. It was. It, uh, the night, see, I even called the night shift. The night shift, that was what we called. Uh, you know, we I had a couple of hardcore degenerates friends, as we all do. Um, uh, the w- ones that I don't even you know hold a candle to in many regards. Um, with with with, a, with regard to night shift talent, the, you know, we, we we pulled a night shift on the regular. As, as again, as I I'm sure you did, and I know you have. Um, and this was our theme song. You know, and this was it was always going to be some sweet sounds coming down on the night shift. You know, guys like Rich Scholl, Kevin May, you may have met. Um, Carl Smolka, uh, uh, Billy Billy Cannon, especially. So uh, you know, not all Nats fans, but all night shift uh, fellow night shift workers. Uh, well, I mean, I was born and raised on the yeah. on the sounds of Motown. You know, I had, I had Smokey and uh, and the guys and the Jackson Five and and uh, just Dinah Ross, Sam Cooke. I mean, just Stevie. All, all, just Stevie was tremendous, but uh, Marvin know, also also Otis outside of the scope. Yeah. But this was like the next wave. The Commodores and Lionel Richie just Al Green, barreling right? through. Wasn't Al Green Motown? I don't know. I don't believe Sam so. Cook. Sam Cook. I threw that out there. But yeah. There was a, but I mean, when it gets down to it, I was a, I was a smoky guy because my dad was a smoky guy, an Otis guy, and, and I just remember my dad clinging on to this Lionel Richie guy. He, he, he saw something in him. You know, he wasn't original Motown in his mind, but this, this was a banger at our house growing up. The first. Musical collaboration that I recall really like paying attention to it and being impressed by and blown away by um, was Diana Ross and and Michael Jackson and, and and his family. But to me, I thought thought that was cool because I actually knew who Michael Jackson was and I grew up listening to Diana Ross and the Supremes. And when they you know did did, did some fun stuff together, I was like, wow. And they were like, that's collaboration. Well, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell yeah, were the course. collaborators that that that, oh, yeah. that took center stage. On a, on a Sunday cleaning day in the Ricca household. And even though they didn't collaborate until I'm very, well, the most memorable collaboration for the Four Tops and the Temptations was on the MT, uh, um, that Motown anniversary show where uh, Michael Jackson moonwalked for the first time. Yeah. Well, the Four Tops and the Temptations were staples. That was yeah. uh, no-brainers. And all through life I've confused both of them, just sure. for no reason. Yeah. Just knowing it was all amazing. One day we're gonna um, do a podcast with one of the uh, one of their those mic stands where they, had, they used to have like the, the single stand that had the multiple mics coming out on the tree the tree branch outside of it. I'm thinking First Amendment Halloween collaboration. I think we've got a costume temptation coming. Temptations of Four Tops. I'm David Ruffin. Called it. Just no singing that night, and I'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, it's still it's still baseball season. It's still uh, Washington Nationals watching time. There still are, in fact, reasons to, to care. And we've talked about spoiling before. And we've talked about you know bringing it home strong in the full 162. Um, listen, first of all, uh, there's two players who I think are worth turning your TV on and peeping uh, on a nightly basis. And to me, 
We both agree, we both know it's Max Scherzer. Just anytime he's on TV, he's he's worth worth the price of admission. And um, top five athlete yeah. must watch TV in the world right now. And, and I'm Juan Soto on the other hand. I love Bryce. I love I love all the other guys. Randone and Eaton and uh, but but Juan Soto. You, if you're if you're like giving up on baseball because the Nationals aren't going to make the playoffs um, and, and are middling it. Oh, we came over 500 in third place in the NL East on their way to second. I do think that that's a goal. That should be our goal. Let's finish second. Let's keep let's keep a streak of first and second place finishes. Come with the theme of always finishing ahead of Philadelphia at, at all costs. As, as much as possible. But what Juan Soto, if you turn on TV on to watch this guy on a nightly basis, you're seeing something no one's ever seen before. And, it, you know, it is tied to his age. You know, he's a teenager. And there's other guys who've started their career uh, as hotly, you know, or, or, you know, in the same vicinity of what he's doing offensively. I mean, his numbers are are com- comparable to the greats, not just the other 19-year-olds. I desperately want him to hit 300. There's yes. 11 games left. That's something also to check in and root for. There's a handful of those. We'll get to those little benchmarks. But Juan Soto hitting 300, he's earned that right. you got a Rookie of the Year race. you got a yep. Cy Young mm-hmm. uh, award race. Um, and I, what else? I mean... Well, I'd like to see Bryce, I've said time and time again, I'd like yeah, to see Bryce get to 100 RBIs. I'd like to see Rendon hit over 300 this year. He's got to his 20 home run mark like he does every season. Uh, but, you know, he started off so horribly, he just always gets it done. So him and Soto are right there around 302, 303, I think. 11 yep. games left. We're talking about 50-some at-bats, you know, uh, ish. Maybe a little south of that. Uh, got to get 15 The way 15 Soto hits. walks at the plate. and Yeah. That's what, we're, that's what we're pining for here, you know? Uh, Actually, know. not even that much. What am I talking about? I mean, well, you got to do a little bit better than that. But I think the... the, the uh, I think the, 15 for 50 is 300, which gets the yeah, job done. I, I think you're spot on there, Loyola McNamara. I just want to make sure that I'm not... Miss, miss, uh, you know, it's seven... We record this show, and the game's already going on. He could already have a hit. And, and He does. Rendon has one hit. Yeah. Soto struck out. Okay, okay. Or a check swing, something or other. Half swing strikeout, I think, is what I saw. Um, I, I love. I, I want my team to do well, and Nationals first and foremost. But I mean, baseball is such an individual game. We, we all, all the sports that we love to watch, you all, you have your favorite player. But some, some sports lend itself more to the true spirit of team. And not that baseball isn't a team sport, but you know, you watch the Caps go to the Stanley Cup Finals, and you get a real sense of of what it takes from every single person. Um, physically and, and mentally and, and all of that. Uh, football, similar. I mean, that's the prime example if you look at it. Yep. When you see winning every clincher on the road, when you see being behind in every series, when you see the greatest save in the history of the franchise, all those things had to happen. Mm-hmm. In order for, I mean, so many things have to happen that did not happen for this Washington Nationals team yep. in the regular season in order to qualify. Uh, just the magic was missing. It's an indivi- It's more. It's probably the most individual game um, of the four major team sports. I guess. I mean, don't you agree? The hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a baseball. Um, yeah, that, I, I do. That, that, I think that's today. Mano a mano right I, there. I'm gonna. I've always said, and I think it's getting more and more the case that covering a wide receiver in the NFL, ba- based on the way the rules have changed. I mean, it, I we're getting off topic, but. I mean, if you're just going to throw T.Y. Hilton in a crossing pattern all day long, I, I don't think there's any way to legally stop that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's different, though. Only a few guys are built to be able yeah. to cope with that. So that's way more specific. Okay. Everyone goes up and has an at-bat that's in the true. National League. Uh, everyone has to dig in. 
and take a peek at 95 with a <laughs> with an 85 mile an hour change up and an 80 mile an hour slider occur. I mean, everyone has to go through that. It looks like it's going to hit you right between the uh, numbers. Yeah, there's this. There's only there's only probably six guys on your roster that are capable of lining up across from Ty Hilton, anyways. And that's you know, right. so I, I, that's a different conversation. But you know, it's uh, as we're, as we're talking about some of that. You did notice I had to bring it up to you. This whole Fresno bit. Yeah, what's what the Fresno bit? It's I nuts, mean, dude. Let's go. What do we got? Fresno bit. The Mets bought the Syracuse Nationals prior to the season. We yep. knew there was going to be a reshuffling. In said reshuffling, there was about four possibilities, all of which are four possibilities for me to travel to at all times in the United States. You got your Nashville, you got your Las Vegas, your San Antonio, and I guess in the recent weeks, these teams have been scooped up. Now, they, they kind of outsource each other. There's an interview process that goes both ways. Uh, it's not like one team. The minor league doesn't sit there and say, we choose you. It's a, it's a mutual agreement. There's a yeah, huge interview like, process, and, and it's a big deal. And uh, when the uh, musical chairs ended, Fresno, California, in Growlifornia, from what I've understood, is what they're referring to it as these days. Uh, hashtag. The, the Bears. Hashtag Growlifornia. They were the Grizzlies. The Fresno Grizzlies is our new affiliate. There is no direct flight no. from the airport <laughs> near Fresno. Uh, double A, high double A? I, it's... This is this is the Triple A affiliate. Dude. Okay, this okay. is our this is our Syracuse team. Uh, yeah, you know we lucked out with our Double A team, but yes, it's a two year deal. So in 2020, we'll be out there outsourcing again. Uh, yes, they wanted us. We didn't really want them. We wanted Nashville. The Rangers went ahead and pounced on that, and Nashville chose. Sure. So it's kind of like it's kind of like going to a high school dance. Oh yeah. Everyone throws their hat in the ring, and uh, the pretty girl. Figures it all out by the end of it. And uh, Nashville has the best stadium. It was the prettiest girl. And, uh, the, God, that would have been awesome. The easiest for the Texas Rangers. It made sense for them to get in there. Uh, the Astros left Fresno. Uh, I guess that was uh, a little too far for them. Sloppy seconds but not from Houston. for us. Out in the Pacific Coast League, we are now owners of the Fresno Grizzlies. The Syracuse Nationals are now the Syracuse Mets. And, so uh, all the players who were wearing Syracuse Nationals jersey, they yes. all... Move to Fresno. See you later. Uh, That's like, that couldn't be too... I mean, you're, you're suffering through... Of course, you're not living there probably in, in January, unless you are. Um, but yeah, the weather's different in Fresno than Syracuse. That's a fact. Um, Some tells me that they'd be down, uh, down in Florida for the, uh, for the team facility situation. Or playing ball in Arizona or in the Mexico League or the... Gotta make that work for us somehow. But I guess some of the Syracuse National guys, do they play in the in the Cape Cod League? Is that still a thing? I'm not sure how big of a deal that is anymore. My, I think that's kind of turned into like a. Oh no, it's it's going super hardcore yeah. strong. In fact, my um, I got family that live right adjacent to the Chatham Field. There was uh, one of those HGTV shows where they like go in and renovate a house. Um, their house ended God, up being the one nonstop at my house and. They were, you know, they basically uh, made did a whole baseball theme because they sit behind the fence um, of the stadium of the cool. Chatham A Stadium, That's and very cool. They built these bleacher seats on their uh, yard, these huge like lifeguard chair type bleacher seats that look over, the, so they stand up over the fence. Um, and it, it, they have a patio that's shaped like a baseball diamond, and it's everything's baseball themed. Um, and they just every single night they, you know. Hang out in their yard and watch Chatham Maze. And, and they're still, it's, it's a, I believe, Wooden Bat League. Oh, yeah. They're still um, housing these kids in, in houses all up and down Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, they're sent there by, by, t- by professional teams. I mean, I think these guys, for the most part, they're college kids 
but they're the ones I think that are going to play in the pros yeah. probably sooner than they're not going to spend five years in the minors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're doing their time at, at school. Yeah. And so it's super competitive and fun. Um, I don't see us necessarily going to, to Fresno, but I'm always, I've always been um, kind of curious and interested by the minor league system because the, the Orioles had a couple changes over the years. Mm-hmm. Rochester um, was, was a flipped, you know, flipped team. Um, and, and the Nats I have also. I don't think this is their first rodeo as far as this is concerned. So you got to keep – you got you know, it's cool because you got to keep on your toes. You can't just, like, check out one year and come back five years later and be like, hey – how, how are things down in Harrisburg? Guess what? Yeah. There's no such thing as Harrisburg this, anymore. This is screwing up my time. championship stuff, you know? Yeah. 1955 NBA champs for the Syracuse Nationals. 51 were the Rochester Royals. You got me all twisted now. I hope I don't forget that. I hope you, you won't. You know, you're like Thank a you. beautiful mind. Now it goes away. It comes and goes. Um, there Just like Michael A's playing time with Victor Robles in the house. Yeah, so you're seeing, you know, I think one an easy, easy way to... Uh, Get out on the night. Um, it, I'll tell you what. Before we before we get out on the night on on future stuff, what do you think about Victor Robles? What, what are your first impressions? I adore him. Yeah. You just you, listen. Forget about his numbers. I don't give a damn about that right sure. now. Uh, he's getting his toes wet. He's coming off injury. Blah blah blah. He's so dynamic. You see him run down that ball in center field two nights ago. It's effortless. He's five tool. Uh, when he when he when he figures out the strike zone a tad bit more, which Rizzo has said in the past, he has a firm understanding of. Boy, he's going to be quite a battering mate with Juan Soto for quite a while if, yeah. if, if we let that happen, if that's, what, if that's what the future holds. If the injuries, if they're both state injury. I mean, they've had multiple chances, the Nats organization have, to trade both of those players for guys that I wanted and that you wanted. The guys like, like Verlander, for example, guys that would have come in the last two or three years and made a difference on this roster. They said no. To anyone asking for Robles or Soto, and for the longest time, we always just said Robles. We probably would have traded if it was up to us, the fan base. Two years ago, a lot of people would have just traded Soto without understanding really um, what he was. And guess what? You're if you're, if you're in that boat, it's a pretty it's a it's a it's a love boat sized boat. The guy played like thirty something games in the minors before becoming the best nineteen year old pro ever. So hey man, in a year from now, this roster is going to be about one third Dominican. Yep. These two. Young 21-year-old Dominicans are so chock-filled with talent, and we're talking about building team chemistry, building a team from scratch, and keeping these guys together. I mean, because they're, they're opposites. You know, Soto isn't as athletic as Robles. Robles is not the, the 27-year-old veteran in the batter's box no. as Soto is, but they, damn, they complement each other. And if they're right next to each other in the outfield for the next decade, we're going to see two great baseball players grow up in front of our very eyes. And the biggest problem fans have in the modern age of sports is turnover. Um, guys, you do get your guys uh, to, to, to and come. Salary. Yes. And salary, and, and And play well, and then they make more and more money, and then all of a sudden it becomes un- untenable to, be, to keep player, certain groups of players together because of the greatness. I think if you're a Nationals fan, you should, you should understand and be excited about the fact that we have two generational guys coming onto our team right this very second. And the tenability of these two generational players for the next five years yeah. is no sweat off the back pocket of the Lerner family. And, and you hope um, 
the way this all pans out. And I, I feel like I'm talking, people hear me now and they, they, maybe people are sick of the realism. You know, I, I want to be the guy who says, I hope we keep Bryce Harper. I do. I want him on my team forever. As do I. Um, but it's just too obvious to look at the situation and say that the Washington Nationals aren't all of a sudden, you know, uh, no longer a contender for a title without Bryce Harper. Now, I, 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 we're better with him. We're better with him. We're better, an outfielder of Bryce Harper, Victor Robles, and Juan Soto. Um, and that certainly helps the Bryce Harper price tag when those other two guys are starting day in, day out, making peanuts, making, making their peanuts. 570 or whatever the hell it is. But then you think to yourself... That ain't peanuts than a normal man, but... Exactly. And yeah. you think to yourself, Rendon's coming up. I mean, in my mind, in my heart of hearts, I just know that the Washington Nationals are going to keep one of those guys. And as long as we got one of those guys, and I think that I think that you know Rendon's going to get his money, and Harper's going to get his money, and then Washington Nationals are going to be stroking at least one of those checks. And as we speak, Anthony Rendon has reached base safely in his yep. 27th straight game. I believe not, he's getting paid by the Washington Nationals. I believe that's a fact. I do too. The question mark is in right field, but that if we, I mean, how do you let that guy go? You can't possibly explain that one. No, and despite the era that we live in and all the saber metrics and the manner and launch angle and, and more strikeouts, but more home runs, but lower average, but this and that and more walks and blah, blah, blah. Anthony Rendon is just a really, really amazing baseball player. And it doesn't, he doesn't, no one, they don't, not to my knowledge, they're not shifting on him because guess what? He can hit it where you're not. Uh, what, a, what a great pair of hands. And he sits there and plays third like uh, it was. And he's uh, a great third baseman. Dazed and confused. Oh, you hit one down the line, be a lot cooler if you did. Mm-hmm. He makes it look so easy. So, so easy. I'd be so pissed if we lost him. That, 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 would, that would be infuriating. I, so the Harper thing would, would be way more understandable to me. I, would, I, would, I, I know in my heart of hearts that I know that I would be more upset if Rendon is not a national in five years. It would just be stupid. Yeah. It would mean that he wanted to go home specifically to Houston. That would be the only thing I could possibly imagine if that was the case. Which is why I... I'm I'm parking a truck of money outside of his house now. I think he's got another year of arbitration or control of some kind next year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I we can check 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 me on that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's get it done now. Um, in fact, I would. Yeah. And, and I and listen, Harper's gonna be the king of Las Vegas at the winter meetings, and people are gonna come to him, and people are going to um, kiss the ring, kiss the ring. Um, but the more we can do. Like, like, if we can sign Anthony Rendon now, which I'm not, don't know how likely that would be, and if we can convince Harper that he's going to be surrounded by uh, two of the best young outfielders, in, you know, that one team has ever seen, uh, or our team certainly, for that matter, has ever seen, and then you still have Scherzer and you still have Strasburg. Scherzer for three more. You you have the greatest competitor in modern day sports, arguably. I can't I can't think of anyone that's a better competitor. I, I might give into a tie if you come up with somebody. But that guy's at the top of the list for three more years with those two maniacs in the outfield, with and Rendon I'm, holding it down, with Trey Turner not making a ton so of money. So we're, we're not, and we're, we're not, whether it's this week or next week, we have yet to, I think, truly give Trey Turner his due um, for this season. Now, you know, he didn't, he's, he barely missed the All-Star game. He didn't win the fan vote. But, you know, Aguiar, the uh, Milwaukee Brewer, I believe, is the power hitter who won that, you know, uh, that last guy in. Got no problem with that. He he earned it. I, I, baseball, I know who he I know who he is. Um, baseball fans know who that guy is. Trey Turner was on the cusp. Trey Turner has played all season. 
Um, he's he's scuffled. Uh, he's he's been bad at points. He's he's uh, um, he's been one of the strongest shortstops you know that we've seen, and uh, and he's 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 been there every night. And him and Davey, you know, work some stuff out maybe on a, on a night or two when he didn't play. Um, but he's had a he's had a great season. He leads the team in hits. Um, and the reason why he doesn't lead the team in batting average is because he, he, I think he has the most at-bats of anybody. Yeah, and he's ultra-aggressive. He's not a walking guy. No. Uh, I think he's hitting right around 267, just, just south of 270. But, dude, he's a, he's a stolen base away from 40. I mean, he's right there. That's, yep. that's, that's a big deal. 40 stolen bases in this era, you know, that, that's pretty cool. And you don't need him to be your leadoff guy. No, he's, he's got some pop in that bat. He does, yeah. He's not, you know, Eaton's, Eaton's the perfect leadoff guy. Yes, he Listen, is. And, and you know that's that's a role that Robles is possibly going to be. Yeah, so I'm. For. I'm. I, so I was a big proponent of. Uh, by the way, great call and putting Brandy in. I always love when you do that. There's a little looking glass. Let's just hear a little volume. I don't care if you can't hear me over looking glass. Um, Brandy. I wanted to trade Michael A. Taylor last off season. We all love him. You know, we talked to you know T is a huge Michael A. Taylor fan. He didn't have the greatest start, but he is. He's played well uh, at different points. He's got a lot of upside. He's just, I don't think people understand again, he's huge. He's a huge beast of a human being um, who can throw at 98 miles an hour from center field and hit the glove. Um, and he's got ha- to have value. Uh, that move, I think, has to get made. And, and I don't think that's cold-hearted or cold-blooded. The outfield's crowded. I want Michael A. A to play somewhere. He can start in this league somewhere. It's crowded. He's one of the best defensive outfielders in the league. Yep. And, and we got to get something. And he's got the most value. We got to get for, exactly for, for, That's what, what, I'm talking for about. what we need. There's no doubt about that. And I think we might be protecting that value a tad bit by under under the under the guise of letting Robles get his at bats here. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, you just don't want to see him fade off into the sunset. Strike out his last 17 at bats. Yes. 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 So what I, he, what I he can get do that defensively value. is is bizarre. Yeah. What so. he can do defensively is bizarre, and it's worth a lot of money to a lot of teams. And he gets on base, and he has pop, and he steals bases. And he can hit eight for you if you need to. And yep. and he's got postseason chops. We've seen it. Yep. Uh, he doesn't shy away in big moments. Um, so, y- you know what? To be fair, even if we don't, even if we don't sign Bryce Harper, I'm still going to be a proponent of trading Michael A. Taylor um, because I'm I'd I'd be to be honest with you, I'd be ecstatic if my outfield was. Eaton, Robles, Soto. That's freaking awesome. That's a team that I'll, I mean, I would love to, I would bore my son to tears trying to explain to him why that outfield is so amazing. Um, and, and we just, I think we need to figure maybe something out. Uh, we, our bench is a little depleted, and we depleted it. Um, but I think uh, we, need to, we need to bring something back uh, we'll for, the, for that very bench. Very curious to see Howie. If he can come back off this injury, I think the organization is banking on it because we so. we have it. We have him under contract, I believe. Oh yeah, for next season. It was it was a two year deal, and there was no option. This is his, and that's a tough injury to come back from, especially at, in your mid thirties. But it's a two ninety right handed hitter lifetime, coming off the bench. And even if you platoon him and Defoe at second, I mean, if you give and he can do that too. Hell yeah, and I, I, and we've gotten real used to you know Defoe. Um, if you're a Washington sports fan. We always talk about the guys we love on terrible teams, but it, but we've had good teams too, uh, and there's been guys who've gotten a bad name at an occasion. And it, it's not Defoe's fault that he was the last guy on the bench against the Dodgers uh, in the you playoffs. You love to bring that up. I do because he it's a perfect stuck. example. We were stuck. We were stuck, and it left a bad taste in a lot of drunk people's mouths yeah, uh, who, were, who was there. But and I'm not, and I'm saying I like 
Defoe. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, no I say Defoe or Defoe. Defoe. I'm a Defoe guy. Um, and and, and I, it goes back like two or three years when we would talk to the minor league people, and they said, uh, I would say, hey, who are, you, who are you rooting for? Who's the guy? Who's coming through here that, that we need to pay attention to and why? And, man, everybody said Wilmer. I, they, Andrew Stevenson um, was a guy. Uh, people loved uh, Brian Goodwin, uh, the, the organizational players who a lot of minor league uh, levels got to put their hands on and see come through and say, God, that guy's, there's a reason why that guy is, you know, everyone loves that guy. And Defoe was one of those guys. Yeah. So, uh, and he's got at-bats. Now under his, under his belt, he plays a mean defensive second base. Um, and if Kendrick is healthy, who, who's, who's not thinking you could put together 162 games with those two? If Kendrick and Stevenson were our... Bench outfielders next year with Kendrick's ability to come in and play a little infield so we can go get a left-handed bat, Matt Adams style, Adam Lynn style. Yep. The backup is him. And, and the one thing before we get out, and I, and I think we should, Ryan Zimmerman's contract is a team option the year after next. Yes. This next season could possibly be his final season. It is possible. It is possible. That's crazy. It's possible uh, that he... Is healthy for 162, and and that and, and he stays. But I also think uh, if you're going to be realistic about where some money is about to be, start going, um, whether it's in the outfield or at third base, uh, you can you can and 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 if you got a guy who who's not throwing the ball, um, you might you might see the odds makers uh, lean if, that way. If he wants to be in that for life, there's a, there's a way that this could happen. Correct. And he's done well. Um, I think he wants to play ball. I, 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 you know, far be it for me or anyone, you know, to ask him to take a hometown d- discount. If if someone wants to pay him twenty million bucks in a situation where he's not playing one hundred sixty two games and 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 he's not making that throw home uh, from first base or or to second on the double play, um, listen, the, the business is business. You're not going to give that guy twenty million dollars, right? No, he knows it. He admitted it. Um, but. This ain't this ain't no Defoe situation, Kev. This no. is Ryan Zimmerman. He is a hero. He is the face of the franchise from the beginning. Um, he's he's, he's they sh- I, he is not there right maybe at this second, but he's he's almost statue worthy in terms of Nationals uh, at this point in my mind. Without a doubt, face of the face of the franchise, captain, the guy. So, hey, we got another year with him. We'll cross that bridge. We we talk about. Uh, why it's awesome still to be a Nats fan. Why it's awesome still to watch baseball. We gave you some good reasons tonight. Check in on the boys between now and next Tuesday. We are coming back next Tuesday. And let me just tell you, yeah, we're 76 and 75, third in the NL East, uh, heading into the, the really the final, final stretch of the season. Come, you know, come on and uh, check them out against uh, the New York Mets for a weekend series uh, at home Thursday through Sunday. Um, before hosting the Miami Marlins, which is our opponent next Tuesday night. Go ahead and check you out on some Joe Ross. Go ahead and check you out on some Scherzer versus DeGrom, Roark versus Wheeler. These aren't uh, World Series matchups necessarily, but coming down the stretch for our push for second place, they are the most important matchups we have to watch. Um, Max needs a couple more wins. Let's solidify this thing. He's 17-7. and seven. We, we got to have it. Strasburg is 8-7, and seven, and he's up right now, I believe, in the third inning against yeah. the Miami Marlins. Is that Wiz? 
Is that yes, Wiz, sir. Is that Wiz Charlie and Booth and, uh, Is that Wiz and Charlie? Wiz, Wiz and Charlie, dog. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't call. He's in town. He didn't call us. We got Wiz. Until next Tuesday. He's Kevin Ricca. Man, thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Let's finish it up strong. We're not stopping. You think to yourself, why is there a Nat Shift uh, podcast uh, year-round? Because this is a mature baseball fan base. Uh, what the hell else is Ken Marangola going to talk about? What else am Jesus I going to talk H. about? I know. Uh, and it's a winning team. And it has been for uh, going on seven years. Uh, one of the winningest teams in all of baseball. We celebrate that. Uh, we're going to win all offseason. We're going to have some fun. Let's wind up with a winning record. That's another thing to, to dig in. Let's be a winner. Pull for. Let's be a winner. Let's be disappointed in f- failing some expectations, but let's not, uh, let's not just say, you know what, uh, this is what happens to teams of ours, and this is blah, just blah, blah, blah. The Washington Nationals are worth your love. That's why we, hey, that's why we podcast out of love every Tuesday night. I think that's what Wiz and... Shout out Pew. Fresno. Shout out California. Any other shout outs? Shout out Kensington. There we go. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was the Nat Shift.